Hey everybody, thanks for joining us for another episode of Counterpart. We finally found the mole, I think. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Body roll. That's that's the body roll that you're doing the prints? Yeah. Okay. I was just I was just trying to understand if that's what it was or if it was a medical emergency and we needed to call <laughs> and contact someone. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> Something Safety like that. first. You know, my dance skills aren't that good, so Okay. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Like you, can dance. you do look you like know, you I, could I dance. Got a, I, look, I got a little bit, you know. No, that's so I try. That's so sad. Why is that sad? I pity you. <gasps> oh, I pity you. It's like the line from the show. I pity. I pity your life. You know like what? Because dance is life. Yeah. That's okay. I'll work on it. You, you can teach me, Portia. I got you. Girl. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay, guys. Another episode of Counterpart. This is episode six. Act <laughs> like you've been here before. My name is Ashley Allen, and you guys can find me on all social media at Ashley Reed Allen. It's good to have you guys here again this week. We missed you last week. I missed you, too. We figured you guys went over to the other side. What, what happened? Well, um, I guess we just got to act like we've been here before, right? Today? Your, counter- your counterparts gotta, traded with you. That's what happened. Is that what throw, it was? We I was in London. Away. I was in London, so. Mm. And that is, I was like, the other side. Wakanda, London. Okay, cool. I'll I was in Wakanda that. last week. But hey, y'all, it's Portia. You can find me on all social media at Portia Carter. And that's what's up. I am Tehran, literally at I am Tehran all across the board. I felt like your intro was anticlimactic. Like, I feel like for a person with a lot of energy, you're like, just find me. I'm Portia, and I'm Tehran. And that's who we are. Yep, that's yeah. who we are. We're, we're going to act like we've been here before. That's right. That's right. All right, guys. <laughs> what did you think of this episode? I was completely... For the most part, confused. It was kind of a slow episode for me, I think. Yeah, it was slow, but I think it was uh, pretty wild. Like, you see a lot of what's going on, and I feel like the whole time we have actually been saying that, you know, Quell was the mole, mm-hmm. but now we see that he's actually been set up, and mm-hmm. it's just like, dang, from the person who's playing so many different lives. Right. And she just, she's just outrageous out here, and... I actually love it. She well, brings something too. different to the show. Yeah. I'm going to give a shout out to Nazanin Bonyadi, a very good friend of mine who plays Claire. And she does an excellent job portraying the different hats that Claire needs to wear throughout the show. Yeah. I actually really like this episode. I like the episode because I felt like it was a foundation episode that mm-hmm. is going to bridge the gap between uh, a lot of things that are to come. So this was the foreshadow of all the rest of the season. And we saw a lot of different aspects of that. This house and post them, the uh, death of the friend, the setup of the Walter, and of course the finding of what who we think is ultimately the mole, mm-hmm. which is Claire. And so I really thought it was good. I understand the pacing Mm -hmm. wasn't as action-filled as usual, but... It's never really that action-filled, though. Sometimes. Sometimes it gets... Because every scene that happens in Counterpart, I feel like someone's about to die. I I feel like the most action is Nadia when she's fighting. Other than that, it's really really chill. I mean, okay, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to be so real. First of all, Nadia gets bitches. And then, number two... She was in her coffee shop and she's like, like, sh- how would you even feel that energy where you knew? And then because homegirl was giving her free food, I know, but 
was. I, mean, I didn't mean how naughty it felt. I mean, how did the other girl just feel that energy from night? At, at this point, she has a cut on her face. She's just, I mean, she just really stays getting girls. She was I'm chilling. Homegirl took it upon herself to give her some free stuff. Yeah, she was pushing up on, on Nadia. But I'm glad that Nadia has learned her lesson because she grabbed that gun. We'll, we'll get into that in a, in a little bit. But, yeah. So, let's... Uh, first, I want to talk about Ian and Howard. And so, what do you guys think about Ian? Like, he's... Sometimes I like him. Sometimes I don't. This episode, he really just rubbed me the wrong way. But I understand why he is the way that he is. This episode, I think it kind of got some background of, you know, him and Emily's relationship. Yeah. Because at first, I thought he was just, you know, her... Her cut buddy, like mm-hmm. that's that's all they did. Yeah, they're in a relationship, but they get it in, they go to work, and they have a mutual respect for each other. But now I see that you know, in her most trying and difficult times, when you know she was hospitalized and on yeah. drugs and things like that, he was there for her, and he mm-hmm. built a relationship with her that's stronger than just sex. And so now we have her ex- ex-husband, who actually was probably the one who put her through all of that back in the picture. When he sees that, he's a bit jealous, yeah, because he like you know, I picked her up when you dropped her. And it's like when he gets those kind of vibes, you see his jealousy comes out. You see Mm -hmm. his anger comes out. And then you see him, you know, being a complete total butthole because of it. And I just couldn't believe he took homeboy to take a lie detector test. Like, of all things, like, that's (laughs) lame. (laughs) Like, that was so lame for me. But I don't understand how he couldn't tell that that wasn't you know actually prime but maybe he don't know about he the doesn't real world really know prime. or the other world he no he do know about the other world because they went over there yeah so maybe but he he doesn't really know prime though he knows prime through emily's stories and that he's been an a-hole and he hasn't been around but, he but this is not his first him. time in the lie detector chair it's not his <laughs> first encounter with him clearly uh he he the one who messed up his partner's leg yeah, but because he doesn't, he know, all that he stuff doesn't know him well enough to be able to read him to say he's acting differently, he's moving differently. He doesn't know him well enough to be able to pinpoint. I those mean, but things. he said it when he walked in the coffee shop. He like he's lost for words today or something. He said, and then his uh, friend was like, "Well, maybe he's having an off day." Mm-hmm. Like I believe he's noticing, but he's not really quick on his feet about it. You know, because his other emotions and are then so yeah, clouded. he's clouded with okay, this this man trying to get back at my woman. You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. I actually enjoyed seeing when he was talking about how he helped Emily recover, how pretty much him and Howard almost have the real Howard have some similarities between them. Because, you know, he said, I helped her. I nursed her. I read, read to, to her. her every night. Yeah. yeah. So they actually have a little bit in common that, of course, they probably will never be able to discover or explore. Um, they, they have a lot that they've gone through that's that's alike so yeah unfortunately those two strong men won't ever be able to you know come together but i mean it is what it is at the end of the day well Mm -hmm. it's two alphas getting in a room right so who's in charge and ian wants to be in charge especially because there is a woman involved Mm -hmm. and when emily steps in to be frankly honest as passive aggressive as she is she's an alpha too so it's actually very interesting the dynamic between the the three, and I think it was very imperative when uh, Howard Alpha brought up the point of she left me for you. 
So basically, she knows how to pick them. Mm -hmm. She basically left me for a, a milder version or a slightly very similar, more refined version of me, which is just you. Right. You have the same indications of everything. And that's where Ian felt like he had to come to his defense. But even then, he showed a sign that he doesn't even realize he basically just became Howard Alpha instead of Howard Prime. Mm -hmm. So he's a mix of the two. Yeah. He is a perfect mix of the two, a blend. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that also showed us that Emily, even though they have this relationship, I think Ian is also bitter because it seems like Emily doesn't really tell him anything. He's always left in the dark. Like he asks her, open up to me, like, tell me the truth. Like, I'm here for you first before the job. And that's when we kind of But they saw on two her. different missions, and they working with two different people, and they got two different but lives still, going she, on. She you know, she's a spy. Out. That's what happens when you date yeah, a spy. Yeah, you gotta you gotta dating. keep your life closed, just like with homegirl. So was do you saying. think he's too emotional then? Who Ian? When it comes a to bit? Emily. A bit emotional. I, I'm from Washington D.C., and in Washington D.C., we have a lot of families who, who's a parent or even both parents at times work for the agency for the mm -hmm. CIA, mm -hmm. uh, and or FBI, but mostly CIA, NSA, any of those numerous uh, op groups, and that's how life is. You yeah. are kept in the dark. You don't even always know that your family member works for the agency. Most of the time you don't. Most of the time you think they work for the Department of Labor or State Department and have no idea that they're actually going to Langley on on a daily basis mm -hmm. and completing jobs that are at least what we are hoping in the best interest of the nation's security. Yeah. So that's the concept. You're, you're, she, he knows what she does. She has to keep secrets. Yeah. That is her job. It is her description. It is her character at this point. Mm -hmm. She keeps secret. And he has to understand that he, she's just going to keep secrets from yeah. him. And this episode really showed me that it was almost best that Prime has kept Howard in the dark. There's no way he would have been able to pass that lie detector test. No way. Had he known the information that Prime should have technically given him for him to be able to survive on the other side. So we're we're definitely really seeing that in this in this world it's best the little the less you know, the better. Especially yeah. for those who really But he learns involved. gradually. He learns on his own, like he, you know, popping up at his daughter's house, you know, yeah. he's just sitting in the coffee shops of random people, like he's finding his way and he's learning on his own. So whether Prime let him know or not, like I said, like how you know, when he was playing that game with him and he was like, you know how to do this. Mm -hmm. Basically, you know, sending him out there like, okay, you know how to do this. You know how to fend for yourself. You know what's up when you go over there. So he doing yeah. it and I like it, yeah. you know, because he show was like, would, would Howard have a gun? Like, would he have a gun? Like, okay, give me a gun. Why would you not give me a gun? Right. To make me look stupid and right. make it look like now I'm just, you know, soft and weak, you know. Mm -hmm. So I like what he's doing here. He has a great um, tactic. Yeah, I agree. So Baldwin. Baldwin, Baldwin finally went to, well, we got to see Nadia's funeral, which was one of the saddest funerals I've ever seen. No one had anything really to say besides they the didn't girl. They know her. <laughs> yeah, besides the girl that she was dating, um, who, again, her, she even said that I didn't really even know Nadia. Yeah, we, you know, slept together and we lived together and, you know, chatted and everything like that. But she didn't even really know her, know her. So now we see this um, this new character, Greta, which is the lady at the coffee shop, and her and Nadia are now forming this new relationship. I'm not really sure what to make of this new relationship. What do you guys think of, of this new person, Greta? Should Baldwin even be getting emotionally mixed up with anybody else 
after what she has currently been going through after what she just I think she's just trying to find a peace of mind you know like sometimes you just need a place where you just got a peace of mind because she just took on the task of finishing her killing spree so like at the end of the day if I don't take on the task of of finishing this killing spree I'm gonna need somebody I'm gonna go home to that's gonna be able to hold me or something you know like I need I'm gonna need some tender loving care Mm. after all of that trauma but yeah cause she about to be on back in business so I mean might as well find some place to go home that night Mm. well it's interesting because Nadia quickly trusts Greta and it's not she don't trust her she does for sure not she does because she's an assassin she don't trust her she fell asleep she didn't fall asleep she She faked her sleep no she turned around she was faking she turned around and She, she actually at she had end, just tucked like a gun under the bed. Yeah, because How she was she aware, and then she just nodded off. And I feel like she that says a lot about her. Why would she fake? Why would you lead into that? Why not just leave? She, she needs, needs somewhere to sleep. sleep. Yeah, but I'm just saying, why not just why <laughs> not just she's going leave? From hotel why not? To hotel? If she doesn't trust her and she's afraid of her so much. Why? Why not just leave? She has places, and now she has money. She's not. I'm not saying she she's afraid of her, but I'm saying she she know what's up. Like she's not she, dumb. She, she she's literally playing it, just she's went playing it this. safe. She'll know? always keep her guards up, but she had something. There was something. There was a moment of more than just attraction. There was a moment of tenderness between the two. Sleep. The way she kissed her was a true tender moment. <laughs> I she don't was. think that she trusts her. <laughs> she didn't leave because there's a hunt out for her head right now. So she does need somewhere to stay. Sure. Um, but why involve an innocent bystander? Why stay at her place knowing that if someone does come, she, Greta's most likely, out of her kindness, going to be the one to get shot. Because she don't care. She does care. I've noticed that the cares. one thing Claire does, I mean, Nadia Not does yet. care often. She has She's shown the capacity to, to do so. So this disheartened, cold-hearted killer that we had seen no longer exists. Oh yeah, I told. I She's agree still with a that. killer, but it's a means to the end rather you than just for the means itself. Her whole itself. existence. <laughs> <laughs> She's she's different. She moves different. Her body's different. She's always she's been different since she ran into Nadia. Since she met Nadia, then she started exactly. reminiscing on her childhood and all that. That's why every in every scene, like you can see like the emotions all on her face. Exactly. I think what it was was you know at the funeral how you know Nadia's girlfriend she get up there and she started explaining her about how you know she was always at practice. She always was. You know, on that violin, and mm-hmm. then whenever she wasn't traveling the world, she would just come home. But it would just be like intimate moments, and never really getting to know her. Right. And I think she's just trying to. After hearing that, she's like, okay, if that's how Nadia behaved, then that's a tactic I need to have. I need to develop that security because I'm about to be out here working and working, and working. I just need somebody to come and be intimate with, where I can lay my head and then bounce. Because we don't have some people in our life. Well, from experience, me, I didn't have some people. In my life, mm-hmm. that needed some. <laughs> no, no, tell us. <laughs> tell us. That please. either just needed somewhere to to sleep or right. lay their head, or needed some food to eat and yeah, some good sure. stuff. And so, you know, I was a victim of being used. Before. Sure, I'm so, sure your I mean, Tinder dates went left, but I, I'm speaking in direct result of how Nadia plays the part, and I'll I'll tell you the examples of her 
becoming but a little more soft. But it's the same thing. When you just need something, you just need it. And you're going to play that role. You're going to play the, oh, I'm so into you role because you need something. Okay. I don't see her doing So that. let me ask you, where do you guys think that this relationship is going? Nowhere. We saw a dichotomy of relationships, actually. What do you think, do you think the purpose actually. of Greta's character is? And we saw her purpose. For, we saw for, it with the for other... For at-home security. She she just needs to be somewhere to sleep and somebody to love on her when she needed. Other than that, I don't think there's nothing else. Okay, there. well, I, I'll present a different point of view, if okay. you allow me. Uh, the different point of view is simply that we saw this, this dichotomy play out in another relationship. The relationship of Walter, who got... Or uh, the guy who got shot. So the the butcher who got shot had Hi, a right. similar had a similar relationship with a woman mm-hmm. who he, she, she felt at the end he lied to me. It's like, but you were in love with the lie. All you need is the love. So we see Howard give her that. It's the it, it's a dichotomy of a relationship. So Greta will just become m- much in a way a more forceful version of that woman. Okay, a person who plays that part, but it's still love. It's still Maybe. affection. It's still tenderness. But we see this is a pattern here on this show because yeah. everybody doing it. Because even on the last episode, like Emily, you know, the actual real Howard Silk, his wife yeah. is sleeping with another guy just to hide her spy material in his house. Like she don't really love him. She can't really love him, you know, because. But does she really love Howard? Yes. Okay. It, she does really love Howard because so she, she says so in that letter. Like she's sending, she's letting his other know that you know he could possibly I'm in danger and he could possibly be in danger too so make sure y'all save my husband exactly she already let that be known within her line of work that she's doing exactly so she had to find her somebody to you know smooth talk romance be intimate with I'm gonna hide my stuff here yeah we gonna get it in sometimes but I just wanna hide my stuff here and then I'm gonna be out and here is Nadia here we go with her she's doing basically the same thing somebody you know I just need to recollect my thoughts and then go back out into the world and do my business. I give more credit to Greta. I'm just giving her more credit. Because you think she's letting her in. I mean, but this is only one episode of Greta. So what about, what about Delma? So Delma is Heinrich's wife. So she's the one who called Prime and said, basically told Prime to come, you know, your friend has been murdered. They chopped off his fingers and everything. So that when, when the body was found, the police can't identify who he is. Um, so what do you what do you, she plays that same role his wife? Well, they're married, so obviously. So how do you get married? What what is the usual protocol? Do you just wake up one day and marry the person, or do you kind of start you a, build relationship? a relationship? You build something. Yeah. Maybe she offers you free coffee at a counter. Then you <laughs> go home. Next thing you know, she builds into. I'm not saying I'm not saying that you know. That thing is not possible. But I'm saying right now, from what I see, she's just being, she's just using Greta. And what I'm saying is Nadia has options. I, one thing we've seen is Nadia gets bitches. So Nadia has options, and she, ch- it's like Greta didn't choose her as much as Nadia chose to be chosen. And that's why I'm saying that there's something more there. Maybe it's just an offshoot of her seeing her own funeral. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's an offshoot of the roller coaster of emotions. Maybe it's an offshoot of her seeing Claire again, who she did have a bond with. And she that still was fake did. Too. I don't believe it was. There was a bond. I think there was a bond with, with Nadia and who Claire. It was fake you? on Claire's part. I don't think it was. I, I think sexually it was fake on Claire's part, but as far as like an emotional bond or, or just like sympathy, I don't think that that was fake between the two of them. I agree with but that. But as There's far as sexually, there. yes, I think that was that was just to get the job done. 
Um, Quail get the hoes too. Quail is so he messy. Got, he got somebody different in his room every time. Like he cheating on Claire. He's very messy. He's very messy. But R.I.P. to Heinrich. He he passed away, which I'm not surprised. But the thing, the the dime that his wife Delma dropped was that you know the last person who I've seen in here talking to him were you Prime and the nice little young fella that you were with, which is Quail. Which, I don't think those weren't the last people that came into the shop. Of course not. Claire and them was there. It was Claire, but I don't, I don't remember she if she wasn't there, the, right? The wife wasn't there when that happened. Okay. She, he, he was literally opening up the restaurant right. when that okay. happened. So like, she wasn't he let there. The bl- she wasn't there. He let the blinds up. He just now, this is his first company, I mean, customer, so he's like, all right, y'all, hold on, give me a minute. He didn't even look back. He's like, right. give me a minute, let me set this up, because he was still setting up. Yeah. So she wasn't there when that happened, but... Quail was. Yeah. How do we know it was that quail? How do we know it's not the other quail, other side? Quail Prime that well, came Well, we don't. And how how do we know that that's which um, Claire we're dealing with? We never. Because we, we really we don't. don't know because Quail is the boss's daughter. And I, I, I think it was in maybe episode three or maybe episode four when Claire was talking to Baldwin about how she met her other and how her life was so perfect and how she seemed so happy, this, this, and that. So the other Claire is alive, and if the the counterpart Claire is in the the original world, where is the other Claire? And how does what is her part in all this? What do you guys think? Do you think she's involved? The two Claires are working together, or I think that deal? is the other Claire. So I you think, think that's, that's the, the original Claire. I no, that's. Prime Claire that's working, but Quail doesn't know. Like it's the other Claire. But where is the? It's not his actual Claire? wife. Where is the his original wife Claire? Wife? We don't know what homegirl is. For all we know, is Claire could have boxed her up and kept her in some type of black box, whatever they be doing to these people. Okay. But I feel like because Claire has all these different things going on, so she probably you know got rid of or sent her off. But she's doing something. Like she's doing something to where she's getting information from Quail to make it look like all of the information that. Or she's the mole information is coming from him. Yeah. Because, you know, she's his wife and she lives at home with him. And and just like, you know, when Nadia ran up on her at the grocery store, she like, is this even real? You shopping for your family right. and you going home to them? Like, mm-hmm. she like, nothing about you is true. Mm-hmm. So we'll never know. Like, this lady is top spy of the world. She's in command of the school. She's, you know, the boss's daughter's, um, the boss's daughter. And then, you know married to quail it's just like we don't know we don't really know who she is for real so she could be playing all types of different roles she's my favorite character she's mine too because you just don't you don't know where she lies there's so there's so much mystery to her um she's she's the character that interests me and holds my attention the most now do you think do you guys think that she could in perhaps be in cahoots with her father do you think he has anything to do with that's a great but we don't know her father Perspective. Yet. Yeah, we do. We've been introduced to him? Yes. He is Quail's boss. He's the exactly. director of, of the agency. I don't remember him. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, an interesting, that's an interesting tie-in if that's the case. Is that oh, yeah, because he did cuss Quail him. out and, and threatened him about his yeah. position. I remember that. That was like second episode. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe they're working together. I don't know. There's something about maybe Claire and her father working together and then... I don't know. I'm, I'm like, where is the, where is this other Claire? Where is she? How, and how does she fit into all of this? That's interesting. It's an interesting 
hypothesis you bring up. Because Quill probably think out. he got the original Claire. But it ain't nothing original about Homegirl. No. Nothing original about her. So we don't know. We don't know. Claire? Love Claire. She's doing a great job. Okay, so let's fast forward to um, Aldrich. He goes and meets up with one of his ex-coworkers come to be boyfriends. Um, his name is Walter, and uh, the boyfriend's name is Lamar. So he goes and, you know, talks to Lamar and saying, you know, we haven't seen you since the funeral, yada, yada, yada. And uh, supposedly the co-worker passed away from a heart attack. Um, but Just after like putting, inducing overdoses. After putting together all of this information, it's clear that this was not an accident, that they made, they got rid of, rid of one of theirs to make room for one of the, the prime side of um, the world. So what did you guys think about that exchange? Did you think that the the boyfriend gave enough information or what? I think that he did. I think that that's, that's how he put two and two together. Okay. Yeah. I what do you think? Was more. What do you think? So again, I think that was another thing that was interesting about Aldrich is that he every episode he has all he has all these little pockets of information that nobody knows except for him. And even though it looks, it's appearing to be like he's not the mole. I'm wondering, like, what else does he? What else does he know? But he seems to always be on the side of good. Yeah. So we're not sure. We're assuming that the mole is on the side of evil or wrong or whatever is not mm-hmm. in the best mm-hmm. interest of the alpha world. Yeah. So Aldrich seems to always be the one that's unraveling. Right. the problems and not creating them. Mm-hmm. So that's the only credibility and viability that he has as far as not being the mole. Okay. I agree. So we also see in this episode that the Pope, well, I'm not going to call him the Pope. His name is Pope, uh, is still heavily involved in this and he's getting all these encrypted messages. I hope that maybe we can get like a freaking dictionary to figure out what all he got everybody me. on his payroll like even Ian's homeboy because yeah. Ian told him to call for backup but instead Casper. he called he called you know Alexander Pope and it's just like that code he gave him yeah. was to already let him know like alright they're about to go to that house get all them files start burning them up mm-hmm. like yep. dang like it happened with just a few code words like yeah. I need to order the lunch special like how did you know? And then, like, he got so many different phones. Like, everybody on his payroll. Like, nobody's safe. Everybody's yeah. working for this man. Yeah. Alexander Pope is clearly not his real name. So, it's very interesting to know that's an alias that he's chosen mm-hmm. uh, based on the author, the writer. So, who also was intertangled in a lot of different manifestations of conspiracies. Mm-hmm. So, it's very interesting to see how that plays out as an aspect of the show. Yeah. Who is that man really? I mean, who is anybody really in the show? We don't really know. And that leads me to one of my favorite episode or one of my favorite quotes that was said in this episode. Uh, Prime said this to Doma. He said, if you truly loved him, you have to love the lie. Everything is a freaking lie in this show. So what do you what do you guys take from from that from that quote? What does that, that mean to you? I, I think there are a lot of girls out there right now living this exact quote right now. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you have to love the lie. Unfortunately. But 
when it comes to espionage, that is the case. That mm-hmm. is the sacrifice that loved ones made. As I said, growing up in a city where, and even having a background where so, some of these things play out and are involved, that's part of the concept. Is at times you just simply have to love the lie mm-hmm. and trust the person's intent rather than the actions or the words. Okay. There is no excuse for lying, okay? <laughs> There's no excuse. I don't care about your intentions. I don't care about your motives. I don't care about your purpose. There's no excuse for lying. So and what I don't if I agree. tell you the truth and you die? Then was there Thank an excuse? Thank you for telling me the truth. But I'm just... No, because I'm just saying, like, I don't feel like there's any excuse to be... To have make somebody be okay with your lies to them. Because at the end of the day, that's one of my pet peeves. Don't lie to me. Yeah. If you're going to do anything to me, you're... Don't lie. Like, be honest. Mm. I cannot love a lie. That even sounds stupid. Like, why would I? Why would I love something that's not true? Like, I need you to be able to tell me the truth so that I can love you properly in your truth. Not love what I think or make believe imagination. Like, that's stupid. Well, see, I think the the point of that is there's so many people in this show pretending to be something that they're not. So how can you? truly say that you love this person or even love yourself if you don't when know you're them. pretending or putting on this this mask for something that you're that you're really not because there's a greater purpose and and this is where the philosoph- philosophical perspective plays out right the concept of a persona is a mask all of us wear masks at different times at different Absolutely. places there are people who have uh, uh they have their black friend voice versus their white friend voice. Anything as a persona is a mask. Correct? So when you put that in perspective and then look at a higher purpose, the greater purpose, whether it comes down to things like loyalty, duty, honor, national security, things of this nature, this isn't he's just seeing other people. This isn't, oh, he's a player and he's he's at Greystone hanging out. This is a matter of life and death. This is a matter of Planet, at this point, global security in many ways. So I understand that nature. I know it's not easy to always swallow. I understand that as well. But there's something more than us. Yeah. And if we respect that, then we understand. The love, the lie is actually just something that's a perspective that we get on Earth. Mm-hmm. This Earth, if it's not the real realm, which is why I think the title plays a part because it is a Nietzschean philosophical statement, act like you've been here before. Right. If we're talking about a concept of reincarnation, mm-hmm. then we are now loving the lie. Mm-hmm. We're living as if this is the life and it may or may not be. So it's the bigger purpose. And that's why it's just a very interesting dynamic that plays out. Yeah, I agree. And at some point in time, I mean, we all are loving a lie, whether you know it or not. That's just life. I don't love nobody lies. <laughs> Y'all can forget it. <laughs> don't, right. don't lie well, to me because I ain't going to love it. Quail, it. Quail is loving a lie, and it looks like next episode he's going to have to continue to love the lie. It looks like him and Prime are having a conversation about what he's discovered about his wife. So let's get into some predictions for next week. And now... You're after Buzz TV. Portia, we know you hate this. This is so weird. But Who okay. wants to jump off with the predictions, Teron? Well, we're going to go into my personal opinion is what happens at that house. There are files that are being burned that are as essential files, and I think that they 
get into a conflict with the people and they get some of these files and they look overlook them, right? Okay. And it says it's very, very detailed, very secretive information that's essential to whatever un- mm. unfolds. I think that Nadia goes into the plan to kill people, but does not go through with the plan Mm-hmm. As it's laid out. Okay. Nadia has her own agenda at this point, and we're not aware of it. I think that Quail gets blamed for something that he is not, mm-hmm. and that Claire helps with the blame. Okay. But eventually it does come out that Claire is the mole. And I think there's a conflict between the two, and it's very dangerous. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that all plays out. Okay. I second his predictions. They were really good. <laughs> they were really good. They were really good. Like okay. I, I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> um, I would like to see a battle of some sort between Claire and Quail. Um, not sure if I'm not even sure how that's going to go down. I also I'm kind of hoping that Claire is working with her father. I think that'll put like a whole another twist since he's been so adamant about you know putting making peace and all that stuff like that so i think that'd be really cool to see a father-daughter unless you know he's she's not working with him and he's totally in the dark about who she really is could be and i'm gonna hold on to this so now that we know this about claire i want to know where where's the other claire like where is she what is she up to i'm gonna be thinking about that every episode and um yeah, I'm. I'm interested to see what what um, when the original Emily is going to wake up and what's going to happen, and if Prime is actually going to let Howard know all of the details about her extracurricular activity. I don't think so because live the love the lie, and I don't think it's the last that we see of Greta. And I don't think so either. Did y'all peep how Prince still alive on their side though? He is. He got a new album out. They like, risked it all for Prince they in this episode. They tried to take they had CD an album. Over there. And, oh, they was about to go sell that? They tried to sneak it through customs sneak and then bring customs. it through, through on the other side. Prince is just that bomb. Dang, they was trying to make some money off that. He said yeah. he had to feed his sick baby. Maybe this is a really <laughs> better show than we think because Prince does have a lot of music that we have not heard that's been locked in a vault. Oh, And man. so maybe if there is no vault. Maybe it's just the other side. <laughs> Yeah, so the vault is here. the other side. That may or not may not be. We have no idea. We have no it idea. makes me question the world and our reality as well. Is this the real world? world the the fact that in? he told that he had to tell them like, do y'all know that the day Prince is dead over there? I'm just like, dang. So they're still alive. Like that's crazy. Well, can we have your Prince? Because we we miss him. We want him back. Don't y'all want Prince back? I like where we're at with Prince. Okay. I would love to. I don't, I don't want right. death on anyone, but I, <laughs> this wasn't point, my error. <laughs> I don't want anyone back that's not supposed to be here. Okay, because I like the way. I think it's crazy. Uh, I, I think it's crazy enough. It's nice. I agree with you. There are people that I would rather not be here than Prince. <laughs> but I'll accept it. I'll accept it. <laughs> Well, let's move on. <laughs> so thanks, guys, for joining us for another episode of Counterpart. Uh, make sure you like, comment, subscribe on all of our videos. My name is Ashley Allen. Make sure to follow me on all social media at Ashley Reed Allen. Hey, y'all, it's Portia. You can find me on all social media at Portia Carter. And make sure y'all tune in this Wednesday. Black Lightning After Show panel is back at 6 p.m. And it's going to be live, so make sure y'all watch it. I have so many questions about that show. But I am Teron, literally at, across the board <laughs> at I am Teron. I-A-M-T-E-H-R-A-N. Please find me. Show some love and your support. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week.
from executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.